The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Thank you so much for joining us today on the program Afternoons with Mike right here on The Shepherd. I have with me today a guest in the studio, first time guest. Kim Clark is an author and a publisher. She's a speaker. She uh, talks really to ladies groups. She has ministered in prisons. She's a publisher of Deep Waters Books. And she's a friend of Jacqueline Lynn. And that's how I met Kim. So welcome to the program. Thanks, Mike. Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here. Well, it's great having you in our studios. We love this place. I can see why. <laughs> it's beautiful. And we're honored to be able to meet people and talk about the kingdom of God with people like yourself. So tell me a little bit about you. Well, are you from this area originally? Great question. Actually, I am from the Delaware uh, Pennsylvania area. We moved to the Orlando area about five years ago. My husband's family is down here. Oh, uh, you're a newcomer then. We are. Yeah, I'm yeah. still getting my feet wet, but I love it. It took me a year to become a Floridian, and I knew when I saw the weather and it was 70 degrees outside, and I said, oh, no, I need to grab a jacket. I was officially a Floridian. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. After one year, our blood turns to orange juice. I mean, that's totally, what happens. Totally agree. That's it. <laughs> And uh, and then we we you you've already experienced that many years here you've experienced the joy of watching everyone else in the nation freeze while we're having this nice idyllic weather down here it's wonderful it is I really enjoy it and as an outdoors I used to run marathons and I saw that yeah that was kind of crazy that's crazy to do in your late forties yep uh, yeah I noticed that in your bio you talked about. You ran those marathons uh, with the, all of the screaming going on by your knees. Yes, my knees are still not happy and still angry yeah. with me. They, they're holding a grudge, a little bit of bitterness there. But <laughs> yeah, but oh I, my we, goodness. we love to be active and outside. And yeah, I miss running. But the the Florida heat was definitely challenging to run. Yeah. You had to bring a bottle of water to drink and one to pour over your head. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and looking for outdoor outdoor uh, uh, sprinkling zones where you can jump in and <laughs> right. it is not fun running in 96 degrees. I can imagine. No. You know, yeah. I had a, a talk last uh, week or week before with Pete Fulch and he is a marathon runner as well. And I just told him, I, I've never really been able to get into this running thing. I, I'm, I'm just blessed when I see people do it. I think that's cool. I, More power to you. I agree. It was not my idea. The Lord told me to start running when I wow. when I wrote my first book. He told me to start writing and running. And typically, as you and I have talked about, I'm an extrovert. And for me to write was painful. I'm a speaker. I'm a teacher. I'm a, a former college marketing professor. And for me to write a book, I was. I told God he's called the wrong woman. He needed to mm -hmm. call someone else. And then God was also encouraging me to run, and I did not run. My husband was uh, my husband writes beautifully, and runs like a gazelle. I mean, he came out <laughs> of the womb. I think he, he ran a five minute mile in in, in high school. He has run seven wow. marathons. Like he's one of these people that were born to run. He has a frame. He's he's amazing. But when God was telling me to run, I explained to my husband, "Hey, would you help me start running?" I couldn't run a mile. 
And so my husband and I are running together. He looks over at me and goes, babe, your form is so bad. It looks like I'm running with Rocky. You are flailing <laughs> all over the place. I don't know if you're swimming or if you're running or you're boxing. I don't know what it is. And I looked over to him. Thank you very much. I no longer need your help. Yeah. Thank you, gazelle. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. As he yeah, prances right. away. <laughs> yeah. My son ran in uh, high school for the cross country team and he would run gracefully like that. And I, I would watch him and I'd go, oh, wow, do it, man, that's great. But he ran races in uh, Mount Dora going up the hills. Now you think Florida's pretty flat, but up in Mount Dora, if you're running, there's some grades up there that are pretty significant. Uh, absolutely. And, and, and he was feeling it. But uh, uh, more power to you, thank Kim. Thank you. Uh, what, uh, what brought you to the Lord? How did that all come about? Oh, it's a great question. That came about, oh, gosh, uh, over 20 years ago. And I... It was in a, I wrote about that in my first book. I had actually Christophany. I saw Jesus and I, he came into my living room and I saw him and I heard the Lord say, you, it was loud. Do you accept my son as your savior? Now, wait a minute. You're talking about you saw this with your eyes. I mean, it's not, you weren't asleep. No. You saw this. It was like a vision. Yeah, it was a yeah, vision. So, and uh, wow. Jesus, I, I always, I, I, there's no words to describe the holiness and er- that was emulating from mm. him. I mean, I've traveled the world. I've seen extraordinary things in the Uffizi and Florence, Italy, and all over the world in the Alps and skied the Alps. And I, I've been ever, scuba dove, the, the most amazing regions in the planet. And what I saw in my living room that day, the holiness and the purity that there's that emulated from, we, we don't have words to describe mm. that. And it was, you know, you, you kind of, I felt like Isaiah was like, I am not worthy. I am sin. Every cell in my body is contrary to you because you're yeah. the holiness and the He's purity. Different. And it, I was just like, I'm undone. And of, of course I need you as my Lord and mm-hmm. savior. And, and I was Catholic. Okay. So you were raised Catholic. Yes. All that. So I, this is when I was my 30. So I was 31 and I was, I have nuns and monsignors in my family, and we were a strong Italian Catholic family and went to church all the time. I prayed daily. And then I had this, uh, Christophany had this vision of Jesus and it completely transformed my life. I, I was that then reading, starting reading the Bible and it, things just exploded and it was amazing to see God working in the, that time. Now I know that you've been part of First Baptist in, in Orlando on that. I'm just interested to know what are your friends who attend church with you when they hear you say that, they hear you tell the story, what are their reactions to you? I, you know what, it's been, uh, it's, uh, you know, our, my church background has started, uh, actually in, when I be- got saved, went to, uh, a, Gosh, it was um, a reformed doctrine with charismatic dimension, mm-hmm. which was very interesting. Mm-hmm. And then um, God had moved us to an Assemblies of God church. So that was very interesting transformation. Mm-hmm. And then now, we now, went to a Baptist. Now you're in for, more, more of Baptist. a charismatic back when you're in the Assemblies, more right. even more so. Then. Right. And that was a very vanilla uh, first vanilla assemblies of God church. Cause it wasn't, you didn't mm-hmm. have some of them are more, um, expressive lively mm-hmm. and, but this was not, which was okay. And I believe you should bloom wherever you're planted. And I, then God brought us to first Baptist. So I went from a very, uh, again, reformed doctrine where women didn't preach women. There was women could prophesy. And then to a assemblies of God church where they were like, Oh, you need to start preaching. And I was like, Oh, 
okay, to help me walk me through that mm. <laughs> doctrinally. Mm-hmm. And then to First Baptist, where they were they were just wonderful. And, and I was on the leadership team and helped and just served wherever we possibly could. And uh, still God just used me there in the women's ministry and leadership. Mm-hmm. And then when we moved to Lake Nona, we're now at Rethink Life Church, which is a actually a, originally a church plant from First Baptist. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe wherever God puts you there, it's for a reason and to bloom where you're planted and just serve because you're a, serving God. It's a beautiful Jesus. thing. Now, Lake Nona, that is a growing area. It's amazing. I yeah. think it's the next Dr. Phillips. I am very, yeah. I love it. I, 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 I don't like even leaving there because everything we need is right there. <laughs> it's a strong medical area. Absolutely. A lot of uh, the medical profession in places like that down there, right? Yeah, the VA hospital is there. UCF mm-hmm. has a hospital. There's a, a, quite a few hospitals there. So it's a very good area if uh, you need uh, just medical attention. How, how long after this experience where you, you had this vision and God really changed your heart, uh, how long before you got the ideas of this writing books and publishing, how, how did that happen? Oh, great question. Uh, I... Um... Let's see, I started writing the book, I want to say seven years ago. So it was a while, 13 years before God told me to start writing. And I was, again, not happy with that idea as well as the running. Because when I would run, God would then speak to me and say, write these words down. And I remember I was still kicking and screaming, behaving like a child and not agreeing to what God was calling me to do. And I, I started again. I passed my mile mark with running. I was up to I was up to four miles, which I thought, oh sorry, it was up to five miles. So I thought this was incredible. And I remember praying for God to bless my run, and just speak to me as He normally does. And I hear as clear as day, I want you to add a mile to your run today. And I thought, oh my goodness, that's a ten k. That's that's six miles. That's amazing. I've never mm-hmm. run that far in my life. That's people that are amazing run that. I I don't run that and. So I prayed. So I thought one of two things is going to happen. One, I'm going to run with easily with no problem. Or two, I'm going to die and God's going to take me home and I'm going to heaven. So either way, it's a win-win. It's a win-win. So I ran and it was an easy, simple six miles. And at the end, I was like, I told God, I'm like, oh my goodness, God, I can't believe I did that. It was so easy. I've never been a runner before. And I heard as clear as day, you've never written a book before either. Oh, just like that. Not I gotta write this book. Write this book. You know, book. it's funny, isn't it? The discipline of running for you, and I've heard this from different things. Uh, it, that discipline, as difficult as it is, is often where a lot of inspiration often happens to people when they're out doing something. That's they're they're doing whatever they're doing out of discipline, and then in the process, they grow in their intimacy with the Lord. I think that walk of obedience is important and that humility and submitting to God, God blesses that. Mm-hmm. I've seen that continually in my life. It's, uh, you know, just when that um, captain of the army, when uh, I think it was Elijah told him to bathe in the Naaman River, which was very dirty. I'm sorry, in the Jordan River, the name was Naaman. Naaman. Uh, to, excuse mm-hmm. me, told him to yeah. bathe in that river. Yeah. And there was other clean rivers. And it was yeah. just that, 
And it was when he obeyed, even though it made no sense in the natural. Yeah, yeah. I love his just, friend saying, like, if he would have told you to do something difficult, exactly. you what would have done it. Yeah, you would have easily done it. And that's mm-hmm. so much like, at least me, so much like us, that we think, oh. That's a good point. Yeah. God can't use me to do that. We're not all that different from Naaman, are we? No. <laughs> we, and we want to, we'll say, well, I'll accomplish something, but do something simple for me? No, you must not be speaking that, Lord. That must not be you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's that's crazy. Now, there's a big difference in a 10K and a marathon. Have you run an actual marathon distance? So I then I ran a, a half marathon, and then I ran two full marathons. Oh, so 26 yeah, miles. Yeah, so the first one I ran was very painful, and then my girlfriend had said, I've always wanted to run a marathon. And I, in my insanity, said, well, you know, I'll train you. I'll run with you. And so we ran a marathon together. Uh, am I right? Is it 26 miles? 26.2. 26.2. Yeah. Give me that point yeah. two. Give, give That's me that. it. Because that point two would probably be the hardest of all. <laughs> all I can't imagine. Now, were you one that could run that without walking? So I actually trained with a walk run. With so a you, walk run. So you run Good two miles you. and then a tenth of a mile you walk. Yeah. And that actually keeps you sane because you actually yeah. want to walk through the... You learn to walk through the water stations because they're kind of busy anyways. It's almost dangerous to run through those. And that's the that's what I did. And we brought salt packets and goo packets and everything else, gels and uh, hydration pap- tablets. And, and was that here in Florida? It was. It was the, the Disney ones. We ran two of them. Oh, my goodness. Well, I ran two of them. Excuse me. Oh, oh that's just great. Well, your friend, did she survive as well? She survived as well. And both of us, I, I have this great picture, both of us at the end with huge packs of ice on our knees. Mm. <laughs> she ran and it was... It was an amazing experience. I'm very grateful for those. And it was through those training and the running that God gave me the words for these two books that I I wrote the first, The Deep Waters Lift Your Gaze, and then the accompanying Deep Waters Lift Your Gaze, 30 Day mm-hmm. Devotional, which is now also in Spanish. And and then for my fourth book, which is coming out shortly, is Deep Waters Lift Your Gaze Prayer Book. And that is off the charts. Mm. Anointed. Even my editor said, Kim, these others are amazing, but this the word is anointed. I, and I said, I know I didn't want to finish it to give it to you. Was, mm-hmm. So what I did is I 12 Hebrew names of God and I put personalized scripture. So you put your name in there. Mm-hmm. So it's a really a beautiful, uh, it's just such a beautiful, so there's seven prayers for each of the 12 Hebrew names of God. So each name has seven prayers and it's, and you put it personalized. So um, for example, Jehovah Rohi, uh, God is my shepherd. It's the Psalm mm-hmm. 23. Yeah, right. So you'd put your name actually in there. So um, uh, the, the Lord is Mike's shepherd. Uh, the Lord or, or Jehovah has, Jehovah Rohi has Mike lay down beside still waters. Mm-hmm. And you put your name in that. And I challenge people to put in their name, their loved ones, and then their enemies mm-hmm. if they can do that. Yeah, and that's a whole new thing, praying for your enemies and it seems like we have lots of opportunities for that these days, don't right? We, don't we, don't we, don't <laughs> It is certainly that way. Uh, my guest today is Kim Clark. She's a publisher and author. And go ahead and we'll do this at the end of all the segments. Give us your website. Great. You can find my website at kimmclark.com. And, or as well as I have a nonprofit, Lift Your Gaze, and that is liftyourgaze.org. Now, you're based still in uh, the Lake Nona area. In the How far out do you travel though, and speak? 
Great question. Nationwide, uh, I do visit uh, jails and correctional facilities and prisons in the Florida, Central Florida area, but my books as well as uh, my reach, there's, goodness, correctional facilities in Chicago, Indiana, and Pennsylvania, and Pinellas County also uses my books as Mm -hmm. well as sometimes the chaplains will teach out of them directly. Sometimes they'll just pass them out. And I do have training on my website where to teach either chaplains or even um, the inmates to lead their own studies in their own dorms. Uh, Jacqueline, how did you meet her? I met her through Word Weavers. Okay, Word Weavers. Right. What's that? That, that a group? That is an incredible, if you're an aspiring author or writer, you need to attend this group. It's Word Weavers, wordweavers.org. It's mm-hmm. an international organization and it's extraordinary. And they really iron sharpens irons. And you, it's a critique group where you bring a certain number of a word count of a document or of a manuscript and th- then other people critique it. Mm-hmm. And using the sandwich method. method. Mm-hmm. The and sandwich method. You eat while you write. Is that what that is? <laughs> <laughs> the sandwich method is offering um, encouragement and then uh, construction or, or ideas for constructual criticism and then another encouragement. Oh, so man. I thought for a moment we were going to talk about real food. We can. <laughs> we can. No. I'm Italian. Everything has food. Everything right. has food. That's great. My guest again, Kim Clark. And she is with uh, her organization, Deep Waters. And she's written that book. It's uh, Deep Waters, Lift Your Gaze. She also has a 30-day devotional along with that. And uh, she speaks again to people all over the place. That is now in Spanish. For those of you that know people that would uh, benefit from that, you can contact her. That website again is? Sure. The website is www.kimm.com. Clark.com and Clark does not have an E on it. Okay. Or, or on the nonprofit, it is the liftyourgaze.org. All right. We'll be back with Kim in a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike, and you're on The Shepherd. Are you looking for the right franchise to open your own business? Green Flag Franchise has the experience and knowledge to help match your business plan with your goals and values. Is your business ready to become a franchise? Green Flag Franchise will help you explore the potential and benefits of franchising your existing company. For a free consultation and coaching, visit GreenFlagFranchise.com. That's GreenFlagFranchise.com. Palm Beach Atlantic University, Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. If you need help with your bookkeeping but can't afford to hire a full-time employee, The Good Books Company is your answer. The Good Books Company is a total bookkeeping solution, working with most industries and offering a free no-obligation discovery session. The Good Books Company can help you clean up and catch up on all your bookkeeping needs. Visit them at goodbooks.com. That's goodbooks.com. Or call 321-356-0774. That's 321-356-0774. With me in the program today is Kim Clark, Kim M. Clark. If you're going to be looking her up on the web, that's a good way to get the right Kim. And she's an author, a publisher. During the break, we were talking about the impact of COVID. And it is, uh, it's, you know, it's poking its head back up in 
in the mainstream news right now, and I'm sure that there would be those that would like to just bring more terror about this and make this an even bigger deal than it was. It certainly made an impact. And many of our friends, I was telling Kim about our losing Dan Celia and just the, the hard thing that this whole thing has brought, but it impacted you and your world as well, right? Absolutely. Both personally and with the ministry, we were, the ministry was shut down completely. We could not go into the jails or correctional facilities, but interestingly enough, my book still went in. They doubled. Now that's a good point. Let's talk about that for just a moment. As far as I know, a lot of the prisons are still closed down to outside visitation because of that. Some of the prisons, actually the prisons, um, at least the ones I've been going into, are open. They've opened back up. One of the jails has actually closed down their program entirely, uh, which is very sad. And then another county jail actually has just opened up. So my first day back since COVID, since 2019, will be on the 29th of July. So I covet your prayers mm-hmm. and they want more books. And so that that actually chaplain, every time an inmate asks for a Bible, gives them a copy of my devotional and they get a Spanish, a Spanish Bible, they get a Spanish devotional. They want the English Bible, they get an English devotional. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm getting letters from both male and female side of that jail, just in appreciation, telling me how much these words of comfort and hope have deeply affected them. And one of the people that wrote one of your forwards in your book was also a, a kind of a victim of this as well, right? A victim of COVID. Yes, great, yeah. great reminder. One, when I first got that impression from the Lord, I needed to write. I explained to him and, and shared with some of my, and I asked him, hey, would you look it over from a theological... And this is a, a pastor friend? He's a pastor. He has a, a doctorate in theology and uh, is a very good friend of mine and is a missionary and has a pastor's college in Zambia, in the Copper Belt region of Zambia, as well as he is... Um, is a senior pastor there at one of the churches and uh, has an, he and his wife have an orphan sponsorship program through an organization I used to work with, Covenant Mercies. So I've been a, he's been one of my friends, for, gosh, I want to say, um, ooh, uh, 15 years now. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I explained to him that what the Lord was impressing on my heart and asked him to look over my book, he had said, Kim, I'll not only look it over, I will also write you the forward for that. Mm. And it was so encouraging to have a pastor just come out and just support uh, me in this crazy, I thought crazy adventure the Lord was calling me to. Mm -hmm. So he did write the forward for my first book, Deep Waters Lift Your Gaze. His name is Dr. Wilbrod Chandra. He um, and his wife uh, live in their family. They have four grown children. Some of their boys are in the United States and some are in Zambia. And uh, his support was unwavering. And I want to say it was, January 2020, he um, he wasn't feeling well on Wednesday, was hospitalized in Zambia on f- Friday and had passed on Monday from wow. COVID. So it was very sudden. And it to me, it was, uh, it, it really questioned my faith. Like, God, this, this man is doing so much for the yeah, kingdom. Like, why would that happen? Yeah, yeah, really? Come on, God. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and now, after been several years, just seeing how God has just moved and his wife and his family, how he's raised them up is, is incredible. But at that time, I was a mess. I was just mm-hmm. just emotionally just distraught and questioning God's incredible sovereignty and wisdom. And I remember crying out to God going, all right, just help me understand. Just help me. This is hard. My heart hurts. Just help me. 
And um, I saw a, a vision of my friend, Will. So we've got a little trend here. You are one that the Lord speaks to with visions. And while you're running, you, you're hearing these impressions. I love that. The gift of prophecy Absolutely. is there in you. Right. And it's not just running. Apparently, it's all time. So I was <laughs> on my face down prostate on the floor crying out to God. And I saw this vision of my friend Will brought at this amazing, this table that stretched that you could not see an end to with all these amazing fruits on. And Will had an incredible zeal and appetite for life, including food. And he had said, I heard him say in his booming preacher voice, he was very soft spoken until he preached. And he said, Kim, do not weep for me. My faith has become my sight. I am dining. I am feasting with the king. Mm. And I was like, isn't that what we all, isn't that the end game? Isn't that what we all, mm -hmm. like here I am weeping because my friend, my dear friend and co-laborer in Christ is feasting with the king. He has heard, well done, my good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. And here I am because I didn't, it didn't work out how I thought it should. And I thought he should be here longer. And I thought he should be here longer. So I called his wife who was in Zambia, who was just so distraught and wailing. And I said, look, I've, I've got to interrupt you. I've got to talk to you. I've got to share with his vision. And she was like, you don't understand how much that encouraged me. Please call mm -hmm. my sons and share that with them. And I did. And it was, um, wow, that, that would have to be an encouraging word for them. Well, I think it was encouraging for all of us because yeah. we can look at the devastation and look at, yeah. Oh, the enemy yeah. and not look at, you know what God's plan is so much bigger than that of yeah. the enemies and that it all works for good. All things work for good to those who love God and are called according to his purposes. And that's Romans eight twenty eight, And that is over even COVID and mm -hmm. to pray that and, and to stand in that faith. You know, I'm fascinated at this ministry that you have, especially the part of it where you go into these prisons. Uh, that had to be for you the very first time you ever did that. That had to be a very eye-opening experience and probably held a lot of surprises and unexpected aspects. Tell us about that. Sure. Before I tell you about that, I need to tell you what the, when I first got that word from the Lord that, oh, you need to start this ministry. So I had written my first book, started my publishing company. I did a nationwide promotional tour. I spoke at a lot of conferences and a lot of women's group. And that was, um, it came out in the early fall. And then the following year, the January, I laid my hands on the book and I said, God, this is yours. You've told me to do this. This is your, this is yours. You've told me to start this publishing company. You told me to write this book. What now do you want me to do with it? I dedicate mm -hmm. this to you. And as clear as day, I hear, I, I want you to bring your message of hope into the prison system. And I respond with a very holy, do, do what? <laughs> Say what? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Again, you're talking the wrong person. And at that point, um, I had my computer, I was at my desk and I had my computer was, uh, you know, in sleep mode and it pops open. I did not have YouTube open. YouTube pops open and starts playing Zach Williams song. And I listened to Zach Williams' Chain Breaker as I wrote mm -hmm. this book. So I love Chain it. Breaker yeah. started playing live at YouTube. And he was performing it, getting goosebumps, in Harding Prison in Illinois, in Indiana. Harding, Indiana. Uh, so Harding Prison in, in Indiana was uh -huh. where he performed Chainbreaker Live. And I, I was, did not know that. And I was like, nuts, God, you're really serious uh -huh. about this. So I started, I called a friend of mine who um, I knew from the nonprofit arena. She helped me get a... Um, 
become a nonprofit. So within a month, I had a nonprofit. And later on that year, I um, received clearances. It is quite extensive to get in mm-hmm, to the jail with the background yeah. checks, the fingerprints, and all the hoops you have to jump through, which is good, but there's still a lot there. And started going in, and uh, God just, and I remember the chaplain at Orange County, uh, Chaplain Yvette Gonzalez, saying, you have to be called for this. And I told her my story, and she goes, well, it sounds like you're called. And every time I went in, I felt like God went in ahead of me. I ministered to the intake dorm, to the Christian dorm, to the maximum security dorm, to the lockdown dorm. And every, I have stories upon stories where a God, at one time I'm waiting for the ladies to come out for maximum security. They have to be uh, guard, the correctional office in front and back. And I'm waiting for them. And lockdown dorm is where solitary confinement is. And that's the, that's the you're, you're there if you're a danger to yourself, your others, or for disciplinary action. There was this woman and the guard of the correctional office were standing by the door and there was this woman and the sound she was making was, it was not howling. It was, it was just so disturbingly mm-hmm. tormented yeah. and, um, and it was, it just sounded demonic. And the woman, the guard unbeknownst, even she, I never met her before. She said, you have to know the name of the demon to cast it out. And I looked at her and I said, well, in the name of Jesus, Legion be gone. And the woman stopped screaming and the guard, the correctional officer looked at me and she said, Legion, huh? And I'm like, that's what Jesus called him when he cast him out in the, you know, into the pigs. That's what I'm using. And she's like, wow. And then the ladies came in from the, from maximum security. I taught my class my, and then that was it. But she never, she, the whole time I was there, didn't scream again. Wow. That's awesome. No, there's so many like miraculous stories. And then when, after COVID, I spoke to, before, right before COVID, I spoke to the entire inmate population, got a grant to give them all a copy of my book and um, spoke to them. And then, then COVID happened, it closed down. I was able to go back in 19 months later for one, one time. And in that classroom was a woman there. And she said, I became a Christian that day because mm-hmm. I had all 300 stand with me and declare Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and pray the prayer of repentance and salvation with me. And that sound echoing off those concrete walls was, uh, I felt I saw heaven's gate. Yeah, you know, you think about a captive audience, literally, a captive audience who are hearing it. And there is a, in those moments, from what I've seen myself from when I'm in the prison, there is a kind of a peer pressure that is, a positive peer pressure when someone is, uh, if they're in prison, they're for crying out loud. They they don't have a lot of outside forces to either meet with or to talk with or whatever. And here's comes this young lady in with a book and with with a word and with an encouragement and with love. It creates, I know in a lot of them, a desire to say, well, I want a little of that. How can I be different. How can I, and, and I know there's a lot of, there, there's this whole thing called convict religion, but there's a lot of real stuff that happens in prisons. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. It is a very fertile mission field. I've been, yeah. I've been on mission trips uh, for quite some time, but it's a very fertile mission field, but it is that woman uh, was incarcerated waiting a trial for manslaughter of her husband. And she had said to me, would you pray for me for my trial? And I did. And um, she wept as I prayed for her. And, um, she said, my whole life has changed because of you. you. And she was a well-spoken, she would have been one of my friends. I would have seen, mm-hmm, some people have yeah. all this very negative opinion. Well, oh, they, 
they're incarcerated because, uh, you know, they uh, just they have a lot of negative connotation. And a lot of these women who I come in contact with are people that I, I, I would run into every day. It's not. And, and there are all different Many of them there for drug things. Maybe it's it's drug trafficking. Drug trafficking is huge. And but there, I remind people there are innocent people that are incarcerated. There are guilty people that are not in jail or prison, and there are guilty people that are incarcerated. Mm -hmm, And then vice versa. So even though someone's incarcerated, they're still they still desperately need hope. They do. And this woman had, uh, and when if I. So I saw the images of her being arrested. She came in a very angry woman. And I mean, she was highly educated and then came out uh, just praising God and praising God. And it was a very different woman. She was held without bail waiting the trial. And then she was found not guilty and was released. Um, so and she's out now. She is. It was um, a domestic violence situation. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to go into the details of that. I don't like discussing mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the details of any of the inmates because that's their lives. And, that's, sure. and I really want to honor that but it was what i saw was christ it was a huge win for the gospel it was a mm-hmm. huge win for the kingdom seeing this person going in very angry and coming out just praise god praise god praise god you know and i was like that's that's what that's why i do what i do mm-hmm. that's what that's the fruit of this and just seeing that publicly was was you know for me maybe want to do backflips we got just enough time in this segment give us a little bit about how you've seen your books uh, what part of your books, what message in your books really hit home with some of these people in these prisons? It's a great question. A lot of them are really struggling. I think all of us inside and outside of correctional facilities are struggling with condemnation. So, and also with forgiving the unforgivable. That's one of the most popular uh, just messages I preach is forgiving mm-hmm. the unforgivable. And I'd have them write down something that they did that, something that was done to them that the name of that person was so heinous write that down write down that name and then i read to them about the parable of the forgiving servant i explain what forgiveness is it's not condoning it's not allowing it but forgiveness is realizing that your sin against christ is so much greater than their sin against you and allowing either mm-hmm. yeah. the gospel to cover that by the blood of christ to cover that for eternity or the payment of that will be eternity in hell that that's up to God and Christ to deal with. And that you, we need to, we need to stand before Christ and forgive them, which means we don't bring it up any more the the sin. We don't play it over again in our mind. We don't discuss it with others. We don't hold it against them in future conversations. And then I have them write the words I forgive. And then that person's name because Jesus forgave mm-hmm. me. That's wonderful. How long did you get to uh, speak while you were there uh, and stay while you were there? I um depends on the facility. Sometimes I would you know speak for uh, ninety minutes when I would speak to the entire inmate population. That was a little longer. That was that when I spoke to the three hundred inmates. Mm-hmm. But most of my discipleship group are just speaking to groups. I uh, speak to about mm, anywhere from like uh, thirty women to three women, depending on the size and I could, it, it depends on the, the facility as well. Anywhere from sometimes it's 30 minutes. Sometimes it's two hours. Wow. Kim M. Clark is my guest today. And we're learning all of this about her, this book, 
called Deep Waters Lift Your Gaze. It's something that uh, I, I believe these people are really getting great benefit from. And give us your website one more time as we're closing this segment out. Sure. My website is www.kimmclark.com. And the ministry or the nonprofit is www.liftyourgaze.org. And we'll be back one more time with Kim in just a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike, and you're on The Shepherd. If you are nearing 65 years of age and need to compare Medicare supplement plans, here is great news. You can speak to a licensed professional independent insurance agent at Affordable One Insurance in Orlando. You'll find them to be so trustworthy and helpful. And at Affordable One, there is no cost or obligation for your call. Comparing plans can be confusing. Get the help you need at Affordable One. Call 407-965-4166. That's 407-965-4166. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years' experience, EC Waters is a top-trained comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. If you've considered the natural beauty of a wood floor, then go with a winner. Ability Wood Flooring has been a trusted source and family-owned and operated since 1950. Ability Wood Flooring is voted best of the best and are featured on A&E's Zombie House Flipping. Ability proudly works with Florida's top builders, winning many awards in the Parade of Homes. Get a free design consultation today. AbilityWoodFlooring.com In the studio with me is Kim M. Clark, and a publisher, a speaker, obviously a a wonderful minister to these ladies all across uh, not only the country, you've been in other other countries around the world and in these prisons. I'm just fascinated by all of that, and it's really fun to, to see someone who really encounters God, the living God, in, in the way that you do. And I think, you know, so many people, they have this notion about authors that it's just stoic and uh, maybe dry, but uh, you're anything but that. You really have a vibrant, I believe, relationship with the Lord and you Amen. you love to worship God. Amen. Absolutely. And, and pursue him. And it's been an incredible journey of just trusting God in that walk of obedience, doing things I never thought I would ever be able to do. That's really great, Kim. And I, I'm uh, just loving your stories about uh, going in and sharing these things and getting to pray with all these people, seeing ladies in these prisons and in other groups as well uh, come to the Lord. Amen. Is a, that's got to be a fulfilling thing when you're there, especially in the prison, when you're there and you're leaving. What What is it like to be leaving it's over. You're on your way home. What happens in your mind and in your heart? That's a great question. I, I just pray for these ladies and I just carry them in my heart. At one of the women, uh, she's been in there, I guess I want to say almost four years awaiting trial. Normally you're in for 30 days and you have a trial, but due to COVID and some other circumstances, she's been in there. And I, she's just a dear, sweet woman and she has been waiting her trial. And then with COVID, uh, that volunteers weren't allowed to come in or any of the teachers like myself weren't allowed to come in. And I had a brief moment, 19 months after they did the lockdown that I was able to come in 
and she was moved to another dorm. She there was an altercation with another inmate, and she they elected for her to move to another dorm. And her name is Emily. And the chaplain said, "Would you like to see Emily?" I said, "Yeah." So she took me down to the next dorm, and as soon as she saw me, she just started bawling. She just started crying, mm. and just I mean, those big crocodile tears. And I can't touch her. I can't offer her a tissue. That's contraband. And I can't offer her anything. I can't hold her. I just mm-hmm. do what I always do. I just lifted my hand and prayed over her. And um, uh, she was able to calm down. We were able to have a conversation. And she had croaked out, I miss you so much. And, that, and then the chaplain, she was um, originally, I believe, I don't know, she speaks Spanish. So, and because the there was no more volunteers coming in, her English comprehension was decreasing rapidly because she was just speaking Spanish. And the chaplain was translating for me. And I explained to her, I was in the process of translating my 30-day devotional, which she had prayed for that I would finish into Spanish, which is now published, Aguas Profunda Lavante Tu Mirada Devotional de Trante Diaz, which is on Amazon, as well as my website. So you speak Spanish yourself? Uh, poquito Espanol, no. Oh. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know that was enough. pretty impressive. I know enough to get me in trouble, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but You I, should give some uh, advice to Jill Biden right now, oh, I think. <laughs> that oh, would be a good thing. I am from Delaware, where Joe Biden is, so there's a lot of advice. <laughs> well, we're going we're gonna to leave that there. But That's right. We'll leave, leave that, that one right there. there. But my, 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 well, this woman, Emily, had, and I said, I want you to... And I asked her how I could pray for her, and she gave me a list. And of course, I and I asked her to pray for me that she would about this devotional in Spanish. And I said, look, I'm doing a fundraising campaign now to pay for the because it's very costly to translate uh, into Spanish. It's not just dropping into you know Google Translate because you have to translate the whole theme, yeah. and words don't translate to excuse me directly. Right. So she had um, said, well, you know, when I get out, I, I want to I want to contribute to this. And I was like, you need to take care of your family. She has a young daughter. Uh, they've been having horrible trials and she's been in. And I'm like, she said, no, I, I want to contribute. I want to, I, this needs to be in Spanish. Your message needs mm-hmm. to be in Spanish. And I thought, oh my goodness. Um, and so the book, we're in the process of translating the book, which is uh, three times the size of the devotional into Spanish. And it, it is very costly and it is very time-consuming, but God is just blessing that. So I can't wait for that to be in Spanish. Yeah, that well. would be very difficult, I would think, because you have to be a kind of, unless you are really an expert yourself, uh, to make sure that that translation carries your original thought. So who who do you get to be the spokesperson that signs off? Yeah, that's exactly what Kim M. Clark meant right there. Absolutely. I have a dear friend of mine. I, I had quite a few beta readers who read, who spoke English mm-hmm. and Spanish, who read the, both books and compared the translations, but I had one who was an author as well. And she was so uh, fervent and defending all of my concepts. Like, for example, I, I had a chapter in my devotion on friendly fire, which I call with Christian sin against each other. And the translator translated as like a friendly fire in the fireplace, fuego, which is like, uh, you know, just fire in the uh, fireplace. Lost its meaning there. So it did, or I would say become a vessel for Christ. And the translator is in Colombia had said, oh, well, that that's like a, a ship. And I said, no. And she was like, no, that's a that's like a vase. So she was very, every word she was painstakingly. So I spent, uh, <sighs> we did Zoom, we did Zoom, um, whatever, webinars with uh, the translation team in Colombia in here. And then my girlfriend, Betty, and I, for we did four of them, for, three of them for eight hours at a time. Mm-hmm. And I was speaking Spanish in my dreams after the third. I bet you were. <laughs> Not knowing what I was saying. 
<laughs> wow, that's something. So I know you've brought in your devotional. Sure. Let's, uh, can we uh, read a little bit about sure, that? Sure, I felt led to read on day 11. And again, this is from Deep Waters, Lift Your Gaze. It's a 30-day devotional, and it's in Spanish as well as English. And this one is titled, There's No Progress Without Pain. And I do have Romans 5, 3 through 5 scripture. Not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Really? This is too hard. My college students whined after I reviewed their final group project requirements. They informed me that they were used to having things easy, and I made this senior-level marketing class too hard for them. Smirking, I allowed them to lament. Then gently yet firmly, I explained that was my job. I told them as an aspiring marathoner, I understood their plight. After finishing a 20-mile run, my coach, also my husband, who had run seven marathons, told me it was time to start hill training to increase my speed. I informed him that I liked my pace and didn't need his help. After further consideration, I made the decision to listen to someone who had done what I desired to do. I should feel like I should read that again. After further consideration, I made the decision to listen to someone who had done what I desired to do. That's well said. Therefore, I completed the 10 miles of painful hill training. During that run, the Lord spoke to my heart, there is no progress without pain. I feel mm. like I need to repeat that again. There is no progress without pain. I described to them that even though I knew the burning in my legs was from my muscles breaking down, healing, and becoming stronger and faster, it didn't make the process any easier. We need to press through our pain for growth. Unfortunately, the very agony we despise produces the greatest harvest of fruit in our lives. Some of my students nodded and others just rolled their eyes. Mm. I smiled. That's well said. Good writing. And this is part of your devotional. It gives you a little bit of the flavor of the book and how that it works and what an encouragement that is. Now, this is a devotional of how many chapters? It's a 30-day devotional. Okay. So it's 30 days, both in, again, Mm -hmm. English and Spanish. And I am coming out with my prayer book, which should be out probably in the next month or two. So check on Amazon and my website. That'll be out. I'm taking pre-orders now for that. That's a very powerful and you mentioned the need to fundraise for this Thank translation you. for the big book. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So we did translate the devotional, but the book, the first book is about three times the size. So the cost is increasing and even more so. And I really want to reach the 25% of the population that are incarcerated that speak Spanish mm-hmm. or that speak mostly Spanish. Some of them are bilingual, but most of them speak only Spanish. So I really want this in Spanish for them. So we're doing a fundraising initiative through liftyourgaze.org. So if you'd like to give to that, please go to liftyourgaze.org and make a donation for that. And it will go towards a Spanish translation. Now you mentioned that that is a nonprofit. So explain that. Great. So if it's a nonprofit, uh, that means it's a 501c3. So any donations, (laughs) thank you. Any donations that you give are considered tax deductible. Mm -hmm. And so that works for you and it works for people donating. Great. So I would receive donations and then I would then purchase the book, ship them directly to the correctional facilities and they would be distributed to the inmates. Mm -hmm. And for people who are wanting, let's say for maybe a fall banquet or a Christmas banquet, and they're wanting an inspirational speaker to come, you're available for that, right? Absolutely. It'd be my pleasure, my joy. I love doing that. So you can go to kimmclark.com and click on... uh, click on that speaker and you can 
send an email to book me. Are your running days over now, or do you? Uh, or what do you think is going to happen with that? I am in my fifties now, so my days of running are now walking and swimming. My joints <laughs> have, okay. have rebelled completely. My hips, knees, and ankles are no longer happy. So I have now gone to yeah. swimming and walking and and prayer walking. So now I pray when I walk. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. I, I'm so grateful that we've had this time to kind of get to know you and to have you come in and share these books with us. And your website again is KimMClark.com, right? Absolutely. And the nonprofit is www.liftyourgaze.org. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And Kim can uh, come again to your church or to your organization. And I know one thing we, uh, we've got just enough time to bring this last question up, and this would be something that you loved also to help other people with their books and their desires and their ministries as well. Share a little bit about that. Great. No, uh, great, great question. I am, I actually have a master's degree from Johns Hopkins in marketing. I used to be a former college marketing uh, instructor. So I would help, I help other authors and as well as other publishers market their book, take their books to market as well as independent publishers or just authors wanting to self-publish to help them. What's the best positioning? Who's your target market? Okay. So here's the best social media outlets for you to use. Here's the best way to go about it. Here's a list of podcasts that would work well with you. So it's my desire to just proclaim the gospel and push and, and just encourage and expand the kingdom. And if I can help other authors do that, that is my joy. And I do that through consulting through my Deep Waters books, mm-hmm. publishing house. Are, are you a podcaster as well? I have not done a formal podcast, but I, I, I think I've, I need to start. I don't know. Yeah, I think you would do very well at it. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, this whole podcasting world is, it's really out there big time right now. And it, it's so easy to get in. Uh, there's a lot that are out there that probably maybe they were before their time, <laughs> but okay. there's a lot of great podcasts out there. We're honored to have this program be a podcast as well. So it turns into that after it airs. Kim M. Clark, my guest today, and uh, you can find all about Kim by going to her website. That's www.kim, that's K-I-M-M, Clark, with no E, just C-L-A-R-K.com. And you can find out about Deep Waters, the devotional. If you'd like to contribute, I know, Kim, you would not uh, turn that away, right? No, I would welcome that and be thankful for that as well. Yeah. Thank you for coming in and talking with us today. Oh, it's been a pleasure. You were such a delightful host. I thank thank you you so much for this time. This has been wonderful. Well, it's uh, our joy to have you. And friends, as always, thank you for joining us as well. We'll see you next time right here on The Shepherd. (music) 